can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So I did a little question box on my Instagram recently, Joe, and I was so stumped on this question. I've been liking this series you're doing. On your stories? Oh, thanks. Product recommendations? <laughs> I don't know if it's a series. Yeah, just a couple of product recommendations. Interestingly, probably the most asked question is pigmentation, but the question that I actually got asked quite a few times and I was so stumped because I don't use this moisturizer and I totally understand why people are asking, but they want an Aspect Phytostat 9 dupe because a few people have said, it's just too expensive. Fair enough. It's like, what, $95 mm-hmm. for a moisturizer, mm-hmm. but they can't find anything else. So the question to you is, is there a alternative that's cheaper or not? In my experience with trying many, 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 many products and loving this moisturizer, there is not something that is a direct dupe of this product. I don't use it. Can you explain why it's so good? Aspect often with us do like a 15 or 20% off sale, maybe once a quarter, I reckon they do it, or once a half. Buy a couple of tubs then if you can. So like saving up, knowing that there's going to be something coming, keeping an eye on your emails and on our socials because we usually speak about it then. That would be my recommendation with this product because yes, it is expensive for a moisturizer. Like it's not the most expensive moisturizer out there, but $95 still is eating into our budgets, especially in this economy, but they do do discounts. So that's something to keep in mind. So this particular moisturizer, it's got glycerin, it's got shea butter, it's got Lang Lang flower oil, it's got kakadu plum, it's got peptides, it's got sweet almond oil, it's got vitamin E. So everything you would want in a moisturizer, it smells great. I feel like they've changed the fragrance slightly recently and I don't love it as much, but it's still a pleasant smell in my opinion. I've read the reviews. It says lightweight moisturizer, but it's not heavy. It absorbs really well. So I think that's what people really like about it. For normal to combo skins, it just absorbs beautifully and it makes your skin look bouncy and hydrated. So I think because it's got the humectant ingredients in there, it's got the, you know, oil extracts in there, it just gives your skin kind of everything it wants. They say it's an emollient anti-aging treatment moisturizer, ideal for dry and dehydrated skins. However, I'd say it's suitable for you know, up to someone with a a combo skin. An oilier skin might find it a little bit too heavy, but yeah, it's a four-in-one intense moisturizer, they say. It can be used on all areas of the face and neck, including around the eyes. So if you wanted to not have an eye cream and use this instead, you could. I would say if you want a more affordable product, something I love is the Viviology Ceramide Moisturizer. That's $45. It's a little bit thicker, I would say. It's definitely thicker and I feel like it's more matte than this. 
So for a very dry skin, I don't know if you would love the other one as much. Another really good product I love that's more affordable is the Bioderma Sensibio Defensive Moisturizer. I was going to say that Bioderma do really, really good products at a more affordable price. I was going to suggest... Because a few people had asked me about affordable moisturizers for oily skin and I was going to say Bioderma. The other ones that I like, I was going to say probably a little bit different, but I'm obsessed with the Harder Labo yeah. moisturizers. So they've got a smoothing and moisturizing cream. Have you tried that? No. Super hydrating, but it's not a cream. It's a little bit more of a creamy gel texture. Very, mm-hmm. very hydrating. So more for your combo to oily skins. Oh, I reckon the moisturizing cream might be, would probably be okay. Have you tried that one? It's like, no, it's still a cream. Their moisturizers are like so hydrating. And the other one that I was going to ask you about was the, I haven't used this. I've used the body moisturizer and I love it. The CeraVe facial moisturizing lotion. Have you used I've never that? used it on my face. No. I'm going to recommend it, but I haven't used it. I've heard good things. Okay. So I thought that might be a good one. That's $23. Harder Labo's 36 Another one with a lighter texture that I really like that I got my boyfriend to use recently was the La Roche-Posay yes. Telerion Ultra Dermalogo Fluid, I think it is. I was going to suggest that too. Yeah, because that texture is really similar. Yeah, it's quite a light texture. It's a real fluidy, watery texture or like a gel I think. And then they've also got like a a creamier version of that as well. I love that moisturizer. Yeah, same. Really nice. Agree. Oh, you were actually thinking of the two brands that I was thinking. Yeah. Anyway, that's really good to know because I couldn't answer that question because I don't use Phytostat. So I was like, uh. And the thing is, it's like moisturizer is where you can save money. Like if you're using some more advanced serums, you can get away with using a more affordable bland moisturizer. There's no reason to have something that's got all actives and, you know, the fanciest ingredients in it. Because if you've got, if you're doing all the hard work with your serums, you don't really need to be doing much with your moisturizer. So keep it simple if that's, you know, your strategy for saving a bit of money on your skincare. Overall, though, people were saying that they can't replace it. They just love it. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry about that. That's definitely my fault because <laughs> I probably listened to this podcast and I talked about it enough that uh, accidentally got everyone onto it. But it is a great moisturizer. Like you can't deny that it's not worth the 95 bucks. But if you are obsessed with it and you are yet to find an alternative that you love, then try and get it when it's on sale if you're, if you're struggling with the budget at the moment. All right, Hannah, what is on today's episode? So on today's episode, we are chatting to Dr. Ryan DeCruz on the impact of smoking and vaping on your skin. Then Jo is going to take us through her tips for managing summer skin and, of course, the products we didn't know we needed. So today we have Dr. Ryan DeCruz from Southern Dermatology joining us to chat about smoking and vaping and the impact that has on your skin. Now, this might be a little bit of a targeted topic because a friend of mine is always on a vape, you know, be real, (laughs) always vaping. She'll know who she is when she listens to this episode because she's a listener of this podcast and this segment is for her. So, Dr. Ryan, can you please tell us, let's let's start with smoking. How does smoking impact our skin? I'm sure most of us know this, but for those that don't. 
Yeah, it's a good question. And I think there's lots of really good research that we have much more on smoking than on vaping to really prove that it's quite harmful to the skin. We all know it's health effects affecting our lungs, our brain and our heart. But specifically with the skin, I think we can talk about or we can divide it into the skin cancer risks. So we know that the cigarette smoke, which is obviously hits our mouth first, really increases the risk of development of squamous cell carcinoma, basal cell carcinoma, and even puts us at risk of melanoma development. So as dermatologists, we certainly have to examine the mouth, the oral cavity, the lips, and we do see that the the smokers are much higher risk of developing skin cancer. So that's probably the biggest thing that Mm. we, we worry about and we warn people about. But from a pure basic science point of view, every time you, you take a drag on a cigarette, you're reducing the amount of oxygen that's entering your body. This also is coupled with the nicotine and all of the tar and all the other additives that are contained within cigarettes that are both carcinogenic and toxic to ourselves. So we have a range of both cosmetic problems like aging. We get deeper wrinkles, fine lines. We get pigmentation as a result of cigarette smoke. And we also get worsening of pre-existing skin conditions like acne, rosacea, psoriasis and eczema. So there's really not many conditions that smoking doesn't adversely affect uh, and it certainly accelerates the aging process. And so on to vaping. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's some misconceptions. Just in my head, I'm like, oh, vaping, is vaping better than smoking? Like when it comes to your skin, does it like impact the skin differently than smoking? So I think that's what a lot of people think and believe. And, mm. and the truth is that we still need to do a lot more research because the chemicals that they put into the uh, little cartridges are quite new to the scene in terms of studied and how they actually affect the skin. But we know that simply having nicotine in them, which is certainly uh, a component in most e-cigarettes or vapes, can be harmful. So it causes vasoconstriction, uh, again, limiting blood flow to the skin, which is harmful and, and basically starves, starves the skin of oxygen. But there are a lot of cases of these newer chemicals not only sort of actually exploding or burning and causing chemical burns to people's faces it it resulted in quite a number of admissions to the emergency department both here in Australia but also in the US where it's been they've been present for a lot longer but we know that there's a range of different chemicals that we we have to still understand that can be potentially harmful. Propylene glycol is one of them that we know can be an irritant to the skin. There's toluene and all these other chemicals that you, you wouldn't even be able to pronounce. And just because they are sort of newer and don't have the same, I guess, the tar-based or plant-based chemicals that are used in cigarettes, people automatically assume that they're safer. But it's just not true or certainly not proven to be true yet. And I think a lot of people are still smoking and vaping casually, like on the weekends and they're like, oh, it's fine because I just do it on the weekends. I've had multiple friends say that. So how long do you need to be a smoker or a vapor to see the effects on your skin? Can it affect people that are just vaping on the weekends? Absolutely. And you know what? There was a, I recently attended a a conference just on the weekend about aging and cellular aging. and, And there was a really good study that showed that it was actually just the habit of the formation of when you take a drag on something on whether it be a cigarette or an e-cigarette and you know you purse your lips around the the device 
literally that action, whether it's done on weekends or on a repeated basis, it will only increase the development of fine lines and wrinkles around people's mouths. So that whole idea of the smoker's lines, if we, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm talking about, just yep. above yeah. the, above the lip is a really real thing. And it doesn't matter whether you've got a, an e-cigarette or a real cigarette, you're still pursing your lips. You're still going to encourage the development of those deeper inset wrinkles. And I thought that was a really interesting study that really proved it very convincingly yeah so again it's that repetitive exposure whether it's on the weekends of course you're going to be more at risk if you're doing it every day or multiple times per day but there's growing evidence to show it's just simply that action is harmful as well so if you are you've quit smoking you've quit vaping can the effects on the skin can those be reversed Uh, To an extent, yes, but I'd go so far as to say that a lot of the permanent damage is irreversible. Certainly the skin has a good capacity to turn over and replenish as we get older. And so we know that with really good skincare, with good UV protection, and then obviously avoiding the chemicals that cause the insult, we'll be able to replenish our skin cells and repair it to an extent. But there was some DNA damage that will be irreversible. It it can be likened to when you've had a lot of bad sunburn when you were younger and then you've decided or you've realised that you need to be really good with your sun protection. That's all well and good and fantastic to to continue that and to really adopt those good practices. But we still see a lot of the sun damage coming out later in life in your 50s, 60s Mm. and 70s. It's it's, It's very similar to, you know, being having these carcinogenic chemicals in your body and affecting your skin. So I don't want to be all naysayer about it. I mean, I I definitely think a change in habit is is a good thing. Recognising that you have the capacity to improve your skin and and heal it is certainly there, but it's just not going to be Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. You know, those ads that used to run about smoking, it's like, you know, if you quit for 10 days, your lungs will be doing this. Yes. What's happening with your skin when you quit smoking or vaping? Like, is there something happening on a cellular level or structural level that's occurring once you quit? Yeah, so we know that a lot of these, uh, I guess, so-called toxins or deposits that are produced from cigarette smoke and vapes, still the air that's vaporised and you see in these puffs of white clouds, they automatically hit your face, right? I mean, you, you walk past someone who's vaping and you sort of get a big whiff of it. I try and avoid it. I, like, duck <laughs> around it. <laughs> Well, that's right. And it's becoming increasingly more difficult to, yeah. right? Because they sort of pop out anywhere yeah. and, you know, you suddenly be on a train and someone's suddenly got a, a vape out. People do it inside <laughs> all the time. Like, it's not okay. Yeah, not okay at all. And really quite surprising, and especially in Australia where we've been used to having sort of more of a cigarette-free outdoor spaces and pubs and clubs. Whenever I think of this topic, I remember when I was younger, you could smoke on a dance yes. floor inside yeah. a club. I just <sighs> cannot fathom that now everyone on the dance floor inside smoking yeah it's a real shock to the system when you go overseas and they still have they don't have the same rules i was gonna say i'm dreading going to europe next year because i remember being there a few years ago and i was like this is unbearable like sitting at dinner and people are smoking next to you outside and it's just all you can taste is the cigarette smoke as you're eating i'm dreading it and i can tell you absolutely on public transport even on the tube in london there'll be not just one or two there'll be several people vaping uh, in close proximity to 
So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a huge cultural shift, I think, that we're seeing almost, you know, for the negative back into this habit. Mm, but, you know, yeah. back to the question, which was, you know, what does the skin do? Well, the skin is going to be the first place that a lot of these chemicals sit. And so you're going to get blockage of your oil glands and pores. You're going to get discoloration from some of the chemicals actually interfering with the outer layers of the skin. You'll get increased redness and, and acne. So when the vape or if you do stop smoking e-cigarettes, the idea is the skin will have might have a bit of a purge and be sort of like cleansing itself of a number of these toxins. So you might find that the skin goes through a funny textural period initially and slowly but surely it can sort of resume its former state if you don't expose it on, on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. And for those of us that are going to Europe next year and are going to be around a lot of uh, e-cigarette and cigarette smoke, are there any ingredients that we should be using? Do we need to really be like amping up the antioxidants? Yeah, look, I think antioxidants is a definite plus for the mornings, <laughs> especially, and making sure you rehydrate your skin with a good moisturizer even once or twice a day, because the skin definitely dries out when they're exposed to these e-cigarettes and vapes. So 100%. Dr. Ryan does not condone smoking or vaping, everybody. Definitely <laughs> For not. Alice, that's for you. <laughs> definitely <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thanks very much, guys. Hannah, we missed an opportunity in the intro to tell people this was episode 169. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, Hannah sees 69 everywhere she goes. Less so now. Do you still see it? Not really. Really? Maybe that's because you met your match. Yeah, because it's the twin flame. So, yeah, that's what it represents. Really? Found my twin flame. So, that's beautiful. (laughs) Anyway, so we're talking about managing summer skin in today's episode. Hannah, what kind of things do you usually encounter with your skin in summer? What do I usually encounter in summer? Are you dry? Are you sweaty? Are you more congested? Sweat always, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get sweaty and then get like more irritation and a bit of itchiness. Interesting. And then I would also say I think I sometimes just underestimate how strong the mm. sun is. Like the other day I was out and I had like a cross back thing and it ended up so stupid, but it ended up getting a little bit burnt. Oh, no. Because you're just out for like a little bit and you're like a little bit longer than you think and you're just like, oh, my God. So And the UV is incredibly strong at this time of year. So I believe it's the Cancer Council. They recommend that if the UV is above three that you should be slip slop flapping and it's usually during summer time it will always be over three it's can sometimes deceptively like yes. cool outside but the sun is like Very incredibly true. strong and that can be really deceptive so i would say sun damage and itchy sweaty skin is probably mm-hmm. my main concerns what about you okay yep i tend to be a little bit dry because i fake tan so i will usually do a fake tan every week in summer mm-hmm. and so i find my skin is dry itchy typical fake tan kind of concerns. I try not to spend much time in direct sun Mm -hmm. where I can help it, but I'm usually, like if I'm going for a walk or something, I'll usually put a T-shirt on with long sleeves down to my elbows. So it's really only my forearms that are exposed to the sun and then I just put sunscreen on those areas. So I'm pretty careful in that sense, but something I'm really struggling with this year, and I think it's just because I'm so conscious of the example we're setting for younger people and how much that can influence their habits. These girls that are like 20 and they're like Melbourne-based influencers on TikTok and I swear in every video they're all sunburnt and it just infuriates me. So if you are a young, impressionable 
girl listening to this podcast and you're watching these girls' videos on your For You page and you're like, oh, yeah, they're really cool, whatever, please just don't follow their son habits Mm -hmm. because clearly they've never listened to this podcast in their lives (sighs) and they need to. But if you do get sunburnt, I do have some advice to give for that. But let's start with body moisturizers. So if you find that body moisturizers are too thick in summer, a lot of us, when it's a hot day, it kind of creates this barrier and the heat from our body can't escape. And then, yeah, yeah, you just kind of feel really clammy and gross. So if you don't like body moisturizers, try a shower oil Mm. because that can leave your skin really hydrated. You know, just pop it on in the shower and then towel off when you get out and your skin's still quite hydrated from that product. So L'Occitane have a beautiful almond shower oil that literally everyone is obsessed with. So many people make me buy it in my staff order for them. Or a light lotion. So CeraVe moisturizing lotion is really quite a light texture. I would say that one's appropriate for summer use. Love CeraVe. I loved yep. using that over last summer. It wasn't rich enough for me in winter, but great for a summer product. And then you can switch to the cream if you're a drier skin in winter. Oh my God, it's so good, yeah. guys. So good. 473 mils is $22. Insane. Such a bargain. So good. Now, if you're in chlorine or salt water frequently throughout summer, just make sure your skincare routine is replenishing both moisture and oil to avoid, you know, dryness and dehydration. So for example, if you're using hyaluronic acid in your skincare routine, also be using something like a facial oil so that we're replenishing moisture and oil at the same time. You're avoiding dryness and dehydration because the sun and exposure to the elements in summer can really dry out our skin. So just make sure you're replenishing it after you've been in salt water or out in the sun, whatever you're doing. I mean, we shouldn't, but I think we tend to wear more sunscreen in summer. We should be wearing the same amount of sunscreen year round, but I don't think we do. So make sure you're double cleansing. Yes. Uh, That's one thing I would suggest because wearing sunscreen all day, people can find it congesting and, you know, it might cause breakouts if you're not removing it properly. Oh, it 100%, 100% does. If I'm wearing sunscreen all day and reapplying. So definitely, uh, definitely double cleanse if you find that that happens to you. Or you can also just bioderma off. If you've been out in the morning, you've had your sunscreen on, you come back home for lunch, bioderma off your sunscreen, reapply, and then go out for the afternoon if you're in the position to do that. Because you're kind of trapping in the oil that you've already got from the sunscreen or try a mattifying sunscreen. I definitely like to bioderma off because I like a fresh canvas. (laughs) Yeah, for the reapply. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Make sure you're using antioxidants in your AM skincare routine. So they help to counteract the UV exposure and just environmental damage that can occur throughout the day. But that needs to be in addition to your sunscreen and other forms of sun protection like a shirt and a hat and, you know, the drill. We all got the slip, slop, slap lesson. Mm. Try to use antioxidants like vitamin E, vitamin C, et cetera, et cetera, in your skincare routine. Most of us know about the benefits of vitamin C. So I would recommend that for the morning. And you also could look for body moisturizers that have antioxidants in them as well. There are a lot around. So if you want to try and counteract that with a body moisturizer overnight, you can as well. If you are sunburnt, and I don't recommend getting sunburnt, but if it's an accident and you accidentally get sunburnt, mm, like me, use cold compresses on the area to try and remove some of that heat from the skin and try using a soothing gel like Skin Institute Laserade or ASAP Soothing Gel. Most people who have laser will have one of those products that are you know, have aloe vera and other soothing ingredients in them. And make sure you're drinking lots of water as well because you 
can lose a lot of water from the skin when you get sunburnt. And make sure you're not using exfoliating acids, scrubs or retinols on any burnt areas for at least a couple of weeks. I wouldn't be using them until your skin feels like it's fully healed, especially if you're going to peel, which, by the way, is Mm. not avoidable if you get really burnt and you tend to peel or you have a skin type that peels, there's really no way of undoing it. (laughs) I haven't peeled for, like, I'm really proud of myself. My skin hasn't peeled from burn in a million years. So long, so good. Yeah, like I haven't experienced that in a really long time. I almost didn't end up dating my boyfriend because he got so badly burnt oh. last summer that his whole back was peeling. And I had said oh. to him before before he went on this trip, I'm like, if you get burnt, oh. this is done. And he came back and he had a completely burnt back. He was so scared to see me because he didn't want me to know. The whole thing peeled. <laughs> whole thing peeled. It was so bad. Anyway, so he won't be doing that again yet, but just try not to overdo it in the sun. Make sure you're reapplying your sunscreen. If you are really bad at reapplying sunscreen, because in summer you're always on the go at the beach and you forget and, you know, there's sand and there's water and whatever, get the La Roche-Posay and Thalios Wet Skin Body Sunscreen. That can be applied onto wet skin. It just is easy, especially if you've got kids and they're running in and out of the water or you yourself are a swimmer and you're at the beach and you're always in the water. Yeah, it'll just mean that you're making sure you're reapplying because I feel like people make excuses for not reapplying. The last thing I was going to say is that niacinamide is a great friend to have in summer. It is anti-inflammatory. It's hydrating. It protects your barrier. It's an antioxidant. If you don't have niacinamide in your skincare routine, get onto it. Lots of different niacinamide products, ASAP Super B, Viviology, Niacinamide Plus HA, the ordinary niacinamide. There's so many. I mean, there's just so many products on the site. You can just go and look at the niacinamide vitamin B category on Adore Beauty. But that's probably all the tips that I have. Can you think of anything else that I might have missed? Because mm. I slapped this together. So I feel like a really good fake tan is Summer Best Friend. I agree on the thick moisturizers. Yeah. It's so yeah. uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. So I'm obsessed with that CeraVe moisturizing lotion. So glad I found it. I feel like the salt water, I mean, I love the salt water because of mm. the hair, because it makes your hair look so yes. good. It will dry your hair out though. <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> it will dry it out and it will like dry your skin out, but it looks amazing. <laughs> the number one tip is find a facial SPF that you just want to wear all the time. I had a proud moment yesterday because one of my friends, I was having dinner with her and she texted me during the day and she's like, oh, I've wow. just run out of sunscreen. Do you have a, a spare tube for me that I can have tonight because I'm not going to be able to get to the shops till tomorrow night. And I was just like, I'm very proud because that friend five years ago would have been like, oh, no, it's fine. I I don't need to wear it every day. So into it. Now she's so into it that she's like, no, I don't want to go a single day without it. Not going to happen. So I took her a spare tube of sunscreen. I don't go out without a hat either. I'm like sunscreen and a hat, like always a cap. If the sun hits my face, I get really stressed out. And try and have your shoulders and stuff covered if you can. That's always my strategy to not get that sun damage on my shoulders and chest to wear a T-shirt that comes up to my neck and then sleeves on the top of the T-shirt. Anyway, that's my uh, summer tips for you. Those were really good. Products we didn't know we needed. Do you want to go first today, Hannah? Got a little skin issue at the moment. It's pretty bad. It's been really upsetting. Oh, no. What's happening? I know. I went to the doctor last night to try to figure out what it was. And 
I've got like a rash around my ankles that's just been getting like worse and worse Ah. and it just won't clear up. Like it's just itching all night. It's been driving me mad. Have you got ringworm? No, it's actually, he said contact dermatitis. Okay. So I had been using, which is my product today. I don't know where I got it from. But anyway, he says like you don't really know. It's like really hard to know what's irritating. Whereabouts on your ankle? Is it on both ankles? Yeah. I thought it might be my like exercise tight sweating or something. I actually don't know. Could it be socks? Potentially. Not well, no, mm. it's a bit too high. He thought it was contact dermatitis, so he's actually given me very expensive cortisone cream. I couldn't believe how much the cortisone much cream was. $56 for a little tube of it. You're kidding. I was like, what the hell? This Why? like a lot for a cortisone cream. Yeah, they're usually like $15. Must be, he said it was strong. It's a special one, okay. Been trying yeah. to like research all about it. I'd love to do an episode on it, a cringy convo on dermatitis. So I think dry skin can like make it worse. And I was finding it was like so dry and so itchy. So I had actually done some research on that and it had said, well, cortisone creams definitely help, but then also like moisturizing the skin with an emollient moisturizer. I'd watched some YouTube videos. There wasn't that much information on it. But anyway, I discovered at home, which I never would have thought to use, but I was so happy I had it. It's the Bioderma Atoderm Intensive Balm. I love that stuff. It's basically soothes irritation and helps to stop itching. It also hydrates, helps to repair damaged skin, which is seriously what I need right now. And I read through the reviews and someone had said that like quite a few people were using it for very itchy eczema and then someone else had been using it for contact dermatitis, which is exactly what I needed it for. So yeah, people were like really pressed in the reviews. So anyway, I started using it and it definitely, like it really does help with the like intense itching. So it kind of like soothes the skin. But I will say it was really good. But on the same token, I did put the cortisone cream that really did like pretty much clear it up overnight. (laughs) (laughs) Cortisone's a magical thing. Literally like overnight. Just don't get addicted to it. No, no, no. Well, he <laughs> said to put it on twice a day until it clears up, but he said it might okay. come and go. Like they just don't yeah. know. They don't even know what like cause, like it can be any sort of irritant. Yeah. I thought it was a heat rash. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, I've been running and yeah. like I've had like, you know, tights on that area and I was like, I reckon it's a heat rash. Mm. But then it just wouldn't clear up. But this stuff was amazing. So if you have any like skin irritation or like itchiness, like I think this is so nice. It like really soothes the skin skin, but then also moisturizers. And I think it's quite affordable. It's a 500 mil. Yeah. It comes in a big boy. Big boy. And it's $48, but it's huge. The Adoderm range is actually specifically designed for like intolerant or sensitive skins. So if you've got like eczema or anything like that, these would be appropriate products for you to try the Adoderm range by Bioderma. So they've got quite a few products in there. They've got, I think, like a cleansing oil and stuff as well. So if you find that you're very reactive to things or you suffer from like an inflammatory skin 
condition, then yeah, give that a go. I think I really had an appreciation for people that have eczema or like have mm. ongoing because it's mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I've been for the last two weeks, I've been going out of my mind. Yeah. Like the itching and it not clearing up. Yeah, it's been really hard. So I totally feel for people out there that have got. Eczema is a nightmare. Yeah. I I really do feel for people that deal with eczema, especially because it can just flare up out of nowhere and you're like, oh, my skin was great. And then suddenly you've got a big flare of it. Yeah. My product today is along the same lines as you actually. It is a body product that I've been using. It is the CeraVe SA Smoothing Cream. The one that I have is 177 mils in a tube Mm -hmm. and it's, $18.99. So it is a bargain product. It's got quite a few ingredients in it that are suited to congestion or keratosis pilaris. So if you suffer from body acne or you get keratosis pilaris, this is a great product to have in your lineup at home. So this particular product contains, as the name suggests with SA, salicylic acid, which is very important for just exfoliating the skin and treating breakouts, but it's also really good for treating keratosis pilaris, which is a buildup of the keratin in the skin. So this has all the different ceramides that all the CeraVe products have. It's got urea, it's got shea butter, it's got salicylic acid, it's got lactic acid. So it's a whole cocktail of like exfoliating ingredients, but it's also hydrating at the same time. So you're exfoliating, but you're replenishing that moisture too. So that is really good for the skin if you don't want to dry it out completely. So I've been using it on my back, my chest and my arms Mm -hmm. and seen a significant improvement. I've had body breakouts since I came off the pill, which Mm. was very typical to me. Before I went on the pill, I got a lot of acne. I never got acne on my face. Luckily, I get a couple of breakouts here and there around my period, but it's just come back as it was on my back. So I've been using that and it's been really great. So if you're experiencing the same, I would definitely recommend having this product. This sounds so good. Mm. It is really good. They've got an SA cleanser as well. So if you are acne prone anywhere, face, body, wherever, that SA cleanser is also a really good one to have. And then you could put a hydrating product underneath this cream. So you could put a niacinamide or something on under this SA smoothing cream and then put this over the top. I took a photo to send you. So I was at Chemist Warehouse last night. I needed to get, it's called simethicone or whatever. It's like the degas ingredient. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of cruciferous vegetables and. Okay. <laughs> Lay off the manna. You know what it does for the house. <laughs> yeah, but it's healthy. So I, I'm going to send, so I went to go for some simethicone, which you'll know there's three brands, Gas Busters, degas. And degas. I've never heard of gas busters. <laughs> <laughs> gas busters is more expensive. So I've just texted you. Look at this. I'm waiting for it to come through. People must be so gassy. As you can see, every other product is in stock. Amodium, <laughs> gastrostop, charcoal tablets. Oh, it's because it was on special. Everything is in stock. <laughs> there are three products that are out of stock and they are all degas products. They literally are all out of stock. Literally all out of stock. Did you get some worming chocolate while you were there? <laughs> Where's that? Is that the it's com- above it? Yeah. The oh yeah, trend. yeah. The thre- the thread worm. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. But everything else was in stock, and even the charcoal, which relieves flatulence, yeah. apparently was in stock. But yeah, none of symmetrical, whatever, however you say it, none of it was in stock. Do we think that it might be the Christmas period and everyone's eating a lot of foods that make them gassy? I think it's this podcast. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> 
No. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. But we do talk a lot about those degas tablets. We do. Do you know what I find that, that they do that's really effective? That you can really feel like when you've got like a big tummy that's like full of gas, it like breaks up the gas bubbles and you mm. can just like whoosh, let them out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it is a good one to have, especially in your toilet bag. If yes. you're in a new relationship and you're not in the stage of farting yet. You can take them, they go to sleep. I've done this yeah. early in early days and then like little, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. it all just like yeah. kind of escapes quietly during the night. And then you don't feel sick overnight yes. and in it's the morning. It's not like painful yeah. trying to get it out. It just like whooshes out of your your butt. Oh, it whooshes out. That's lovely. <laughs> Someone did send okay. me a screenshot of them at Coles the other day and the Rexona Clinical and the Mitchum Clinical were sitting next to each other. And she's like, which one do I get? <laughs> uh, so if, You told her to get Mitchum. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I said, well, mine's on special. So that seems like the right choice. <laughs> oh no. Always buy clinical protection on special. doesn't matter what brand. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It's so expensive. All right. All right. See you next we'll time. See you all next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.